right after God entered into my body, uh, <laughs> my face started tightening up hard as a rock, causing ripping and tearing, stretching back and sagging, tearing on face and neck and the whole body. My body started heating up like it was on fire. I mean, I could barely walk because my body would heat up way hotter than normal. I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love Satan Rock in a major way What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee Or video game news with Jeffrey It'll be hip and it'll be cool Kids don't take drugs and stay in school Or you might end up like Chucker Paul Freddy's out Lick my balls Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong The world's source for anti-social commentary One of your host, E. Simon. Hi, I'm Kate Rambo. Kate Rambo, are you uh, enjoying all this political turmoil in your country? Um, yeah, hello. John Cambry messaged on the patron, didn't he? And he was like, we all know how Kate enjoys politicians. I bet she, I was like, I'm crying into my chips over uh, BJ right now. Yeah, your dear leader resigned. The Tory government's imploding. What are you going to do? No, not a moment too soon. Do you know what? They didn't resign over the parties they didn't resign all uh, over the uh, refugees that they are shipping back to a <laughs> to a country in turmoil none of them were resigning over that they're freaking butchered turncoat cocksuckers all of them but the labor party is just as disgusting at the moment so yeah, it's a real no win situation here they're all snakes so boris johnson stepped down today as leader of the conservative party making way for a new prime minister even though i think he's still going to be in charge until they find a replacement. Um, but this follow was uh, was spurred by an avalanche of resignations by members of his party that eroded his authority and more or less paralyzed parliament Yeah, for, for uh, at least the past couple of weeks. Um, I don't, did you see uh, the, the quote that Johnson said today in his resignation speech is kind of making waves on the internet. He said, uh, I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. That's what he said. He's such a fucking buffoon. So there's been months of political turbulence here. I think it all came to, to a head this week uh, when the health secretary and the chancellor quit within 10 minutes of each other over the prime minister's handling of sexual misconduct allegations against an, another conservative member of parliament. Yeah, I love how they were just like, we're out, sod this, we'll go to the next leader. We don't need this. Egg well, then there was faces. a, it was kind of like it snowballed. There's a trickle of resignations and letters of no confidence from junior ministers and MPs. And then it just became a flood of all these conservative um, party members just leaving and resigning. But Boris, this whole week up until today, remained defiant as he had no intention of uh, giving up his post. Yeah, he doesn't want to leave. He's so a dick. I had to look into this because I was like, I mean, Boris had a number of things, a number of scandals, I'd say the past few years. Um, um, yeah, and he's made history with one of his scandals. Yeah, but this recent one, though, I didn't know about this, this sexual misconduct allegation. Did you read about this? Yeah, I know about But I'm also not surprised because Boris has six kids that he recognizes. <laughs> Well, he wasn't involved in this particular 
uh, incident of sexual misconduct. It's the way he handled it. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm saying he's uh, no. The way he yeah. handled it is because he has done it as well. Oh, he's not without blame. I mean, you look at his own track record. I mean, he's up yeah. there with Trump. Um, he's pretty much the English counterpart to Trump. So last week, a uh, journalist who just started her job as a reporter for the Sun newspaper, Noah Hoffman, broke news that a conservative MP had resigned from his roles as a party whip uh, following a boozy evening at uh, a private members club called the uh, Aaron Carlton. The Carlton Private Members Club. That's the place is uh, the Carlton Club. Uh, in the letter, and his name is Chris Pincher, Mr. Pincher. He told the PM <laughs> that he drank far too much and embarrassed himself and, and for, you know, and other people. But the matter is much more serious. He's allegedly um, accused of grabbing two men's crotches at this private club. So Mr. Pincher was uh, pinching some penises uh, yeah he was pinching some uh dongs at this party here and oh then... who hasn't ever been that drunk that that's what's happened come on <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know what kind of parties going on over there in parliament but uh it's definitely saucy a a ones club. yeah i just <laughs> love his name was lit. his surname mr pincher pincher's mr. here pincher. get ready to get he'll, your cock pinched he'll pinch um, a pickle well, so the government briefed the media that Mr. Pincher had recognized he'd behaved badly and, and would keep his job as an MP and face no further action. But behind the scenes, I guess uh, conservative MPs were uh, furious because then uh, the story was, what did Boris Johnson know about about this? Why did he let Mr. Pincher uh, you know, uh, keep his position? Why was there no disciplinary action? Um, you know why they're really furious? Because if he had been grabbing titties... Or pussy or ass, female ass, everyone had been like, oh, he's just a young man having fun. It's because he's grabbing dong. That's the, the reason that all of this is happening, that they're embarrassed. That's why they're like, well, why hasn't he been fired? Had well, he been grabbing titties, it would have just been total boy club. Like, oh, he's just a young gentleman. He's I, sewing you know, his wildlings. I wonder. I mean, I wonder if this is like, you know, the, uh, the, the, the cherry on top of the Sunday, if this was it, because of all the scandals at this point that the conservatives are like, fuck it, we're done. And I'm not a fan of the Tories. I'm not trying to like say I'm, you know, a fan of the conservative party in uh, any country here, but, um, at least they have a, at least over there, they have a semblance of integrity. You know, look uh, how many, look of. how many women came forward and accused Donald Trump of sexual misconduct, accused Brett Kavanaugh, Accused, accused Clarence Thomas, Thomas, you know, and nothing happened. You know, th th these conservatives, these um, MPs here toppled the right wing populist leader, you know, this week yeah. by, you know, he one self-created scandal after another. You know, he broke the law. He abused power. You know, he uh, was a liar. You know, he obviously um, had his, you know, he, he obviously had a day of reckoning coming. But in the in in this country, that would never happen. That would never happen to uh, to Donald Trump. None of those GOP leaders after January six, they still I know, I was, did not yeah. vote to impeach him. And this is after all the other shit that and all the other scandals that uh, that that Trump faced. They still, even to this day, he's the leading forerunner for uh, um, for uh, presidential candidate in twenty twenty four. 
I was thinking that when it's I woke crazy. up and heard the news that Boris has resigned. My immediate thought turned to Stone Cold Steve Austin and I started singing na 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 in my head. But, but I was like, why am I moving out of a country where our politicians can just be like embarrassingly like, oh. Well, that's what I'm this. saying. You guys still have a modicum of ethics over there. It's just that would never <laughs> happen here. You know, I mean, you're, the English Conservative Party isn't dominated by all sycophantic rich, rich white men, you know, that, uh, that, that are shareholders and businesses, and that's all they really give a shit about. You know, well, it's, not dominated, it's not dominated by far-right religious nut jobs like the current Republican Party. Or our Some of them are Supreme religious nut jobs, definitely. Yeah, but we, we appoint our religious nut jobs to like the highest court in the land for life. You know what? It's all fucked, but we should just get drunk, go to a cemetery, have a dance. You know, I don't know. It's, it's Saturday night every night, really. This country, this country is getting closer and closer to the Handmaid's Tale every day. And I was thinking about this. I was like, you know. I admire your country for booting the religious wackos when you did. You kicked the Puritans out. Yeah, we're like, go, hey, sail to the new world, boys. Yeah. We'll send you some tea. We'll send you some fucking tea, you nut jobs. Tea is later. You know, they, they try to, like, uh, fashion this, this narrative that the Puritans were like, it's religious persecution. They were fucking dicks. They ruled by a harsh theocracy. Look at Salem. Look what they did to the witches. You know, yeah, they're, they're, we, we their influence them. is still in, in American politics today. Look at fucking Amy Coney Barrett. She's basically a fucking Puritan descendant. They, they think all this, but I mean, Puritans are just as bad, if not worse, than regular people. We're still, we still all fucking do the same things. There's nobody better or worse than anyone I'm else. I'm just saying ever. this country seems to like reward religious nut jobs. And, I'm going to start my own religion. Yeah. And speaking of religious wackos, I've been dealing <laughs> with them all week. You know, from the uh, hilarious abortion memes that I've been posting on the Sick and Wrong Facebook page. <laughs> it's a wild <laughs> Which they just finally rejected that ad that I was. I knew they were going to, but I don't know. They kept missing it. So I just kept renewing it and just, and just posting one abortion meme after another in a, in a picture of my Make Abortion Great Again shirt and all these pro-lifers. River Klempt. It was amazing. Kate Ramble was getting, you were getting worked up. I, I was just, I just can't believe these people when you say to them, the best part is, is when you throw facts back at them and you say, well, the constitution's been broken. They're like, show me what part of the constitution has been broken by the new law. And then you say, well, it's actually the breaking of like the 14th amendment of the 14th constitution. Here you go, blah, blah, blah. And they just come back and go, well, Nobody, nobody writes cursive anymore, so the Constitution doesn't really matter because no, no one can reasoning. read cursive. There is no reasoning <laughs> with a religious whack job. There isn't. I've, I mean, yeah, look, so look, I've just been enjoying their but look, responses. But look at the foundation of their beliefs. An oh, yeah, they believe that the abortion sky. is murder is, is hilarious yeah, for the first time. But part. an invisible man in the sky gave his son who diverse sins. And it's, it's the whole thing makes no sense. And that's what the foundation, that's the cornerstone of their belief system. You're not going to be able to argue with those people. So there's that. There's the abortion memes on the Internet. And then on uh, 4th of July, and I get into the whole story on, uh, on, uh, on second show this week. Um, also, I think it, some people might have seen the video I posted. I was walking to go get my Prius that I left over at Ryan Keeley's house on uh, July 3rd because I got too drunk to drive. 
I was going to go pick it up. And as on the 4th of July, I just taking a walk over there, walked right by a Save California Evangelical Rally in the middle of Hollywood. And then some crazy-eyed evangelical nut job comes up to me and puts his arm around me and is like, can I pray with you? I'm putting this out into the public now. I do not have gonorrhea. I don't know where D has got the gonorrhea from, but I think he should go to the doctor. I think he should go to the doctor. Is of course I don't green? have gonorrhea. Jesus cured it. No, but that was the funniest <laughs> thing is the guy was just like, what do you want to pray for? And I was just on the spot being like, I have a bad case of gonorrhea. <laughs> and, the guy's like, and he just kind of looks at me. He's like, and they're so earnest, you know, he's just like, Jesus will cure your gonorrhea. <laughs> that we that he prayed, uh, you know, to to cure the gonorrhea. It's all on film. Go check it out. And I talk about the the story on uh, on I on on a uh, second show. But I gotta say, without a doubt, the most insane religious nut job I've encountered lately is author Bob Hickman. You probably have never heard of author Bob Hickman. I was about to say, can you put the words uh, author in a quotation marks, please? Author. Okay, self-published author. Bob Hickman. Self-published. Nothing wrong with self-published authors. Just putting it out there. Um, Bob thinks he's possessed by the Holy Ghost. And it's a very negative experience for him. (laughs) From his possession, Bob has come to the conclusion that God treats mankind very poorly. And this is his message. He's trying to communicate this to the world, to everybody out there, that God is evil. So he's got the Old Testament God inside of him. He's not, he's not got the new Namby-Pamby Testament God. He's got the old, like, I'm going to send plagues upon your village God. He's got a rapey God inside of him. He says he's been possessed what? by the Holy Ghost. Listen to the interview. He says okay. he's been possessed by the Holy Ghost, and every day... God grabs his dick. He has to put, he has to like bind his hands behind him. So his dick, so he doesn't touch his dick, but God (laughs) controls him to grab his dick. And then he puts worms in his dick hole. That's what God does. What type of worms? I don't know. He didn't, I didn't really go into detail about that. He just said he puts worms in. And then God makes him sandpaper his facial skin off. I would have asked him where he got his worm guy from. I think he's paying too much for his worms. Well, you can maybe read one of his 40 books about it. Um, <laughs> oh, his one, his main book is God Enter the Body. God Entered My Body as a Body, Same Size, The World's Only Holy Ghost-Filled Man by Bob Hickman. <laughs> you know, I oh, got to say, I haven't interviewed anybody this insane in a long time. I mean, it took me around three hours to edit this interview because it was so insane. I'm going to post the full unedited version to Patreon, but I don't know how many people could sit through that. It was over an hour. And I, you know, I was, I interviewed this guy about, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe a month and a half ago. And it was just this crazy interview. First of all, he was at a truck stop. So you could hear all this like trucks in the background. And then, you know, second, he's insane. He's insane. Like it was hard to even like communicate with him, but I managed to put, I managed to edit it into about a, I don't know, it was around like 28 minutes and it's 28 minutes of pure insanity. Mentalness. Okay. I'm going to oh, listen to this Oh, he's a complete mentalist. <laughs> you know, he's just rambling the whole time about repeatedly being raped by God and how off. he's, and how God's messed with the wrong guy. 
because this is it. God's yeah, God's he's God's gonna get back traced. Put it that way. <laughs> Done messed with the wrong guy. Um, so check it out, Bob Hickman. I'll post the uh, the, the the full unedited version to uh, Patreon if any mentalists out there want to listen to it. But before I play this interview with Bob Hickman, I want to thank all the listeners out there who support us on Patreon uh, every month. We do appreciate you uh, helping keep this show going, uh, helping us keep it sick and wrong. So here's a quick Patreon promo, and then let's learn how God penetrated Bob Hickman's body. Greetings, loyal subjects in the UK and in the colonies. I love the sick and wrong Patreon. It gives me news stories, extra phone calls, and lots of tips on how to deal with my son Andrew, the sweaty nonce. Anybody found in the UK or the colonies not subscribed to the Patreon will face beheading. Thank you. Hey, Bob, how's it going? It's D. Simon here from Sick and Wrong. It's going okay, Mr. D. Simon, and I like the name D because it's one of my favorite rock stars' name, D. Snyder. D. Snyder, <laughs> it's of, going all right. One of my favorite rock stars too. Twisted Sisters, great. Band. Yeah, I wish I could sing like that. <laughs> <laughs> great voice. Uh, so, Bob, um, I you know I read that you uh, you had become possessed by God, and uh, and it, 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 I had a lot of questions to ask you about it because it's a very interesting uh, interesting story. I know you've written a few books about it. Uh, you got a couple websites. So um, so what so what happened? When when did you become possessed by God? Well, it was something I saw, but I'll say this: I've got probably a hundred websites. I'm online in every language, and. Uh, I had over 40 books out, and my Amazon account was stripped. (laughs) So if you write a whole bunch of books on Amazon, be careful. (laughs) Um, I saw the Holy Ghost baptism. Holy Ghost, you know, ghost is spirit. Spirit is God. Mm -hmm. I saw the Holy Ghost baptism for seven years. I didn't know what it felt like. And the people that would come up to the altar at the churches and would pray with me, they didn't have it because none of them knew what it felt like either. You know, they knew what God felt like on the outside, but not actually God coming inside your body. So I saw it for seven years. How old were you at the time? Were you a child or were you an uh, adult? I wasn't very old. I was probably uh, in my late 20s. Okay, late 20s. All right. So you're an adult. It was back in uh, 1997. Okay. Um, I saw the Holy Ghost baptism. You had to have it according to the Bible to be saved. You know, New Testament salvation. Yep. The Bible says you must be born again and all that junk, and I don't want to preach works. at you. You've heard it all. You've probably yes, quoted some of it. You probably even have religious shows. <laughs> but well, I'm I Jewish. I saw the so... Holy Ghost baptism and didn't know anything about it. I knew it was God, but and I knew it says in the Bible I had to have it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was going to feel like a body, my perfect size coming into me, like me floating into you or you floating into me. And it gets worse or even better. It just depends on which side you're on. <laughs> but So um, wait a second. You were, you were baptized. One day, it was, it was May of 1997. I was at home in bed, mm-hmm. and I started praying. I was laying in bed. I was moving my lips. I wasn't saying a word. Mm-hmm. And then I started shaking real violently in the bed. And I stopped doing it, and then I started doing it again. I was saying in my heart, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
and I did, I started shaking again real violently and, you know, stopped again. And then I, I said, I'm not taking no for an answer. I said this in my heart and I didn't know what I was not taking no for an answer for. <laughs> but Sounds that like it. time it felt like a body, my perfect size coming into me, like me floating into you or you floating into me. But how, like through your mouth? Like, did it come in through your mouth? Your No, no. Your anus? Uh, imagine this if you could. Imagine, I don't know how tall you are, but imagine a spirit that is your exact same height, your exact same weight. Okay. That is hovering above you. And then that spirit coming into you, you would feel it come in, you know, kind of like water. If you pour, if you put a sponge in water, that water is soaked up into that sponge. When that body came into me, it felt the same coming in my foot as it did my head and the rest of my body came into me all at the same time, not in one part of my body, but it felt like a body, my same size coming into my body. So that would be like me floating into you or you floating into me. So it like enveloped you all at once, all at one time. It's really hard to describe in a way that's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah, you see the like show it. Ghost? Um, the movie Ghost with uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember Remember that the part where Whoopi, um, Patrick Swayze entered Whoopi Goldberg's body? Oh, yeah, and he, he just kind of like entered inside of her and then could control her and speak he, to her. That's, a, that's about what happened to me. That's I, it, it's impossible to describe. I mean, I, the, the best way I know to describe it is it, is it felt like. But let me just say it like this: God is everywhere at the same time. Mm-hmm. He fills all space. So what that means is He is all around you right now. Your body is filling some space. Now, the space that your body isn't filling, God fills. That body that is all around me, front and back, top and bottom, came into me. And it, that's the only way I can describe it. It, it. I would love it if somebody, you know, gave me a better way of saying things. But the best way I can describe it is it felt like a body my perfect size coming into me, like me floating into you or you floating into me. So, Bob, were you, were you possessed by God or Jesus or the Holy Ghost or Vishnu? Like, which God possessed you? Well, see, there, you know, if you go into a church— uh-huh. You're going to hear a whole bunch of things. You're going to hear, you're going to hear, you know, I believed every bit of that. Um, you're going to hear about the devil. You're going to hear about angels. You're going to hear about God. But God calls people devils. He calls people Satan. He calls Christians angels. The only thing out there right now, where you're at, the only thing that exists is you and God. There's nothing else. There's no two gods. There's no three gods. There's no God and the devil. And now the Holy Ghost is God. Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. If you it's take away the, the word holy, it's ghost or spirit. And the Bible says God is a spirit. Okay. That so, is God. So that that is God. So are uh-huh. you still possessed by God? Like, are you currently possessed right now by God? He's leading me everywhere I go. He's given me everything I say. Uh, I see nonstop visions from him. I know if you talk to me, it sounds like talking to D. Snyder. (laughs) But he probably would be a little bit more restrained than me. But remember one thing. The Bible talks about God made us in his image. I mean, you've heard that scripture, right? I've I've heard people say that. Now, 
let me tell you what that really means. If you walk into a church, I'll tell you what's going on in the churches in a moment. But if you walk into a church, people will tell you what that means is God made us to look like he looks. You know, when you God look in front like of you, God is in front of you and he's below you and up above you. You don't see anything at all. <laughs> if if we looked like God, we would look like each other. God made us like he is. Okay. And that is not good. <laughs> right, so if, if God exists and he made us, he made us look all the same. So is it a good thing or a negative thing to be possessed by God? Like, is it a good or bad thing for you, in your opinion? Uh, it's got moments where it's worse than Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's got oh. moments where it's better than... Almost, almost better than, not as good as sex, but better than just about everything else. <laughs> um, it's got moments where it goes both ways. It just depends on what mood God is in. At the he is moody. He's a character, buddy. So, Bob, does he does he give you powers? Like, can you make wine out of water, for example? Like, do you have powers from God? The answer to that question is no. I'm a, I I wish. But I'm sure I would have misused it. If somebody would have made me mad, they probably would have floated up about 100 feet in the air and then had a free fall. <laughs> <laughs> like a cop pulling me over. Uh, um, no, I, Make him all I can do is pray. And I don't know if God's going to do it or not do it. He probably won't. Right now, he doesn't want to do anything that proves he actually entered my body. He won't do one thing. But I will say this. Uh, just, Just... Two or three days ago, this Facebook friend of mine, she uh -huh. writes me, she calls me, she sends me pictures. She's 23 years old, and she is a model. Oh, she's, she's attractive. She's like little okay. Paris Hilton. But anyway, uh, I gave her a prophecy about two weeks ago. I, I forgot about it. I told her, God showed me a vision of you in the hospital. Well, she wrote me two or three days ago, and she said, what you said was right. I was in the hospital. She's 23 years old and healthy. Happy, beautiful, blonde hair, blue eyes. I mean, like something that, you know, you better not keep in your bedroom because you'll just look at it. It'll probably cause you and your wife a divorce. <laughs> Wishing. But, so, yeah, so um, pretty hot. So why was she in the hospital? When I make a prophecy, I see the vision, and I, I you know, I tell what that was if I want to. So, um, but is that God you know, giving so, you I the vision? Don't. What's that? Is that God giving you the vision? Like he's telling you, like, this is what I see? Like you see the future? Uh, when he shows it to me, yeah. He, I don't know how he knows. I, I mean, common sense says there's no way he can know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now, an hour from now. You know, unless he saw, unless somebody spoke and said, Monday I'm going to call him. So then Jesus appears and said, Monday, you're going to get a call from this. I mean, that's prophesying, but he saw it. But does he actually know what's going to happen in 10 minutes from now? Man, it, it is hard for me to believe that anybody is going to know what is going to happen 10 minutes from now, even if it's God. But he knows how everything is going to end because uh, he said he saw it in man's heart. He, he knows if he lets things go, how it will always end. And my guess is... Um, he told me when this world gets to where nobody will serve him, he'll just wipe it out and make another one. So I'm going to guess 
that he's done this many, many times before, and it all ended the same way. <laughs> did he give you a timeline? Um, did he say like, what's that? Did he give you a timeline? Did he say in a couple years, two years, three years? What did he say? Well, uh, let me just say this. It said in the Bible, it says in there, uh, God left unto himself at least one witness. Now, what that meant was God was actually inside one person's body, at least one person. He told me because of the Internet and because of me telling people what the Holy Ghost baptism feels like, and nobody has it except me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, the day will come when he will not have one witness. And here's an example he gave me. He said, porn is showing up in children's Gmail boxes. But porn in, in, their, in kids' emails. Like, uh, who's emailing porn to children? That's what he told me. It, it, it showed up in my Gmail box when I first got on the Internet. It showed up real quick. And I, I didn't. I wasn't reaching out to anybody, but I had my email address on some websites that I was paying people to host for me. And people would somehow some. I guess surfers would actually get your email address and start sending you whatever they wouldn't send you. Yeah, you're probably getting spammed. It, it's going to show up in kids' Gmail boxes, email boxes, and he said that they're going to know about that. You know, before they even hit. 15, 16 years old. And he said, there is no way that people that know all that about sex is going to live for me. So when, when they comes, when he can't have another version of me, that's when he told me he'll end it. Well, I wait mean, a second. Not but... end it in five minutes, but he, that's when he told me he would end it. Wait a second, Bob. What that means is nobody will live for God. <laughs> okay, but, but quick question. Are you saying that if you do porn or if you're a porn star or if you like to watch porn, that means you can't worship God? Well, if God made us in his image, I'm not going to say I watch porn. You know, I, I, I never was really into that, and I'll tell you why. I, I would rather be getting it instead of watching it. <laughs> if I'm not getting it, I don't want to watch it. But... um. He told me that kids are going to know about sex at a real young age, and he said that they will not, and there's no way they'll live for him. So, okay, he said okay. the Internet is the biggest factor in bringing the end times on. But there's okay, biblical the signs. Internet, the, the iniquity of the Internet. You know, the way I look at it is, if you go to church and you do what the Bible says and God doesn't do what he says, man, you are stupid for staying. Exactly. I mean, like, go, gonna, go do drugs. Not, I won't watch lie porn. For God, God has asked me to lie for him. I will not lie for God. You know, it's my job to witness for him. Well, Bob, Bob, I've read that you said God fondles you, like God grabs your penis. Is God has God raped you? You know, I wasn't gonna. I w- God obviously envisioned with the Lord, and he was coaching me about this coming on, talking to you. Uh-huh. And he said, there won't be a second time if the first time doesn't go too well. Now, I think what he was really doing was trying to get me to not say any of that. So, not to admit Yeah, it. he does fondle me. It goes on 24-7. I sleep in bed at night with a sock wrapped around my dick. And my dick is in between my legs, and my legs are kind of crossed. So I don't feel it. I'm crushing it, in other words. 24-7, well, that is going on. And I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like uh, 
it, it feels different. You know, sometimes it feels like a hand going up, a hand that I can't see going up and down on my dick. Sometimes it feels like a little worm inside my dick wiggling. And sometimes it just feels like, you know, rubbing going on all over my dick. All the and, time, uh, all day this happens. All the time. When I'm driving my semi-truck, I have to raise up, grab my dick, put it under my uh, leg and sit on it so I don't feel it because I can't bear it. And I see the Lord in visions laughing at me while he's doing it. So he's doing this on purpose. So are you aroused? Does it give you pleasure or is it or is it something that's like a frightening no, it, experience? No, it doesn't arouse me. No, it doesn't give me pleasure. He's doing it to torment. So um, he's doing it to hurt you. He's a rapist. Yeah, he's doing it to... Um, in the Bible, it's called manifold temptations. And what that means is God is doing many things. That means that you come to God. The, well, let me just say this. In the Bible, God promises to betray you. It says, God shall make it rain on the just and the unjust. A lot of, you know, if people read that scripture, if that was written on the front door of the church, the people would be a lot better when they walk up the steps and read that if they turned around and left. Because we're starting to describe a maniac. <laughs> and I think you know it. He um, sounds like a maniac. He's fondling me. It goes on 24-7. No, it doesn't make me aroused. It, it offends me. It insults me. It terrorizes me. And I tell people. Do you tell I them tell to stop? I tell people big time. Okay, so you've told people that God is a molester. What, what's the reaction? What do people say? Well, see, I used to have it on YouTube. I, I do have videos on YouTube still where I talk about that. I talk about him ripping and tearing my face, shooting in my mouth, gum disease, appearing and laughing, causing my body to heat up like it's on fire. You don't know what it feels like. If, when your body seated up, up about 10 terrible. or 12 or 20 extra degrees, you do not have no more energy. All you want to do is go home and go to bed. Um, manifold Temptations is him doing a whole bunch of things to you at the same time, and they're all geared at making you backslide. So they they words, make you do what? He said backslide? Me, let, me, let, me, let me use a biblical example. Okay. I'm advertising a video on YouTube right now, and the name of the video is I'm advertising a whole bunch of videos, but the name of one of them is In the Bible, God Promises to Betray You. And I talk about Job. God called Job perfect. Now, God spoke with Satan. Satan was a man. And here's what God said to him. You know, I'm going to say it in our words. God said, have you considered my servant Job? What the word considered means is war. And here's what Satan spoke back. And keep in mind, Satan is a man that knew Job, mm -hmm. or knew of Job. Knew of is what I'm going to guess. That means God picked a stranger out and spoke with him. What? Look at my beautiful servant. He won't backslide. But and here's what uh, here's what God appeared to Job. And here's what uh, Job said to God. Job said. Thou, Job's perfect. Keep that in mind. Job did exactly what God required. Job said, Thou fillest my face full of wrinkles. Thou terrifiest me in dreams. Now, do you know what that means? Um, God was I, ripping I and tearing his face, and God was appearing in his dreams and attacking but, him like he does me. <laughs> but did, did, God, did, did God give him a hand job? That's, like that's Nightmare on Elm. That's where Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> came from right there. That is where the idea of Nightmare on 
thou terrifiest me in dreams. Now I want you to picture something in your mind. If God's mm-hmm. appearing to Job and laughing and teasing and ripping and tearing his face and attacking him in dreams, like he does to me, it's a lot easier to say that God does it to him and have the Bible to prove it than me to say he's doing it to me. Uh, it sounds like it. That's that's where Freddy Krueger came from. Yeah, that would, is where and it I've, came from. I've heard you and, say he kind of looks like Freddy Krueger. Now, what's Freddy Krueger doing? He's evil. He's appearing in dreams. He's attacking. He's laughing. He's teasing. Putting worms in your dick. <laughs> it's identical. Yeah, he, does, he does things like that. So, Bob, I had a question for you. I read a post that you claim you're offering to sell yourself for any sexual purpose because God has the morals of an alley cat. Is that true? Did it, did anyone take you up on this offer? Nobody took me up on the offer, but yes, it is true. I don't know if I would jump in the sack with a man. Yeah, I was about it would to say. Have to be an awful good looking man. I mean, I haven't seen a man that's good enough looking yet. But <laughs> yes, I would. You better believe D- it. D. Snyder. But, you know, if it actually presented itself, I don't. If, if a woman, a nice looking woman, called me up and said, "Hey, Bob," <laughs> I, I read that. But you better believe I would. And that's with God. When okay. I'm having sex with a woman, I see the Lord in visions. He's teasing me. He's saying, "Does that feel better?" Oh, ain't that pre- he's he's teasing me like a like an old man around a young kid. What does the woman say? Does the woman know that you're What's seeing that? God? Does the woman know that you're having sex with your sex partner? Does she know that you're seeing God? It's almost like a threesome. Yeah, they it is like a threesome. <laughs> um, yeah, he's inside my body. He was inside. Those people in the Bible's bodies, like an and those people yeah. in the Bible made children. They made lots. Yes, the women know it. They they put their hands on me and they can feel it. One, my, I had, I've got two wives. One of them died in oh, January. Sorry to hear that. The other one I haven't seen for a little bit, but she'll be back. Um, she said that my skin feels electric, and it vibrates a little bit. And yeah, they do know I'm seeing visions. The van that I'm riding in right now. Is Outside on it, it says, God entered into my body like a body, my same size. Yeah, I and, saw that. And one of, the windows, one of the windows I've got, God rips my face, shoots in my mouth, gun disease, appears and laughs. <laughs> do you, All do of you, Indianapolis knows it. This is a dangerous place to have a church. A lot of churches are up for sale here in Indianapolis. Oh, why, why, why is that? I thought it was a very religious state. Isn't Mike Pence from Indianapolis? He loves God. God gives him hand jobs. <laughs> One of the very last signs in the Bible that is spoken about before God comes back and ends everything is the great falling away. In other words, the church is emptying out. People not going to church anymore. And I'm not I'm gonna say I personally caused that. So moving on, Bob, I had a question. I read that you wrote God has a problem. Me. God attacked the wrong motherfucker this time. He wanted me to fall and look like a fool, but this time God's going to be brought down by a five foot tall man. Um, how, do you plan, how do you plan to do this? How do you plan to take out God? Are you like Charlie Bronson? I, 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 I remind God, I'm taller than five feet. Okay. Right, that's <laughs> a short I'm, guy. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm at five four. Um, but that's, that's exactly true. Um, you plan to see, take him nobody out? Nobody had. Nobody had the ability before before me. He was in somebody's body. 
uh-huh. don't know who that somebody was, but that somebody had to die in May of 1997. And then he entered into my body. And, you know, if I was to die right now, he would run to somebody else if there was somebody else he was willing to enter into. But, oh. see, I've got the Internet. I've got translations. I'm online. When Google Pages was up, remember Google Pages? I do remember Google Pages. I had a Google page in every language. Every language. God entered into my body like a body my same size. I had that in every language on Google Pages. You're telling everybody about what God does to you. With with my paid advertising and my website hits and my Google Pages hits, I was getting probably 30,000 hits a day. In wow. every Spanish was the biggest marketer. language. Hey, you're quite the internet marketer. But do do so. What, what's the plan here? How do you plan to take out God? Like, what are you going to do? Like, how did he mess with the wrong motherfucker? Well, if it's, it's my job internet? to witness, and witnesses telling what God does, and if I was God, I would not want somebody telling what I just told you or what I've got online. <laughs> I would not. So you're warning people. You want people to like watch out for God. He's gonna he's gonna stick worms in your penis. He's gonna fondle you. Just go go do something else. Is that what you're trying to tell people? Is that the message? Well, the the message is the truth of what would happen if you did get saved, and that is gonna scare everybody away right there. Well, number one, they're not gonna get saved, mm-hmm. but if they were to get saved. They're going to know that the life that they're going to live, it was in the Bible. All of his servants, he ruined, and he made them live ruined. What I do is I tell what God does, and it's it's worse than Nightmare on Elm Street. It's, it's pretty much it's, identical to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it's very sobering. That is what I meant. That is a bad yeah, testimony. I know. Why would you worship this guy? What's like that I, I'm just saying, why would you worship this guy when he does such horrible things? I would just be an atheist. Take my chances. Did it? Did anybody really know what God was like until, you know, the Bible says the wise shall know all things. In other words, the wise is the Christian, the one that's got God on the inside of their body, the one that's born again, the one that's Holy Ghost filled. I know all things because God told me and showed me and proved it to me. I didn't know that before I came to him. But if I did know that, I don't know if it would have stopped me or not. It might have. But. You know, it's impossible for me to say. Uh, I, I will say this. I w- it, it was over a woman that made me want God. I mean, I wanted him one, some, wait, one of your you wives know, prior, but I broke up with this woman and I started hurting two or three days later. And 18 months later, I was hurting worse. <laughs> I needed something to kill the pain. Heartbreak. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't drugging. And uh, that didn't kill the pain. <laughs> when he came in my body, it didn't kill the pain. But I have ran into that girl since then, and I just let her go. But I've but ran into every girl that I've ever slept with since he entered my body, and I could have had sex with every single one of them. And back then, I didn't know that. Do you think the sex would be better now because you got God inside? Like, you'll give him multiple orgasms. Uh, I don't know if it's better or worse. It's probably equal but oh, it's about you know, the same. if you've got something tormenting you while you're doing what you're doing it's going to take some of the fun out of it it's going to be know? distracting yeah totally <laughs> it's not quite like uh you know a woman that you always dreamed about and her coming over and knocking on your door one day and 
telling you that her husband and her boyfriend, they all said get away. And she just walks her beautiful little ass into your bedroom and says, <laughs> take me. <laughs> right, let's do it, yeah. If, you know, I've got something attacking me, for lack of a better word. So it's going to take away some of You never get used to it. Because well, it's got to be hard to keep a boner. I have to give myself collagen injections. I have to fill in rips in my face. I'm sanding my face all day and all night. Well, you're you're doing what? You're sanding your face. What do you mean? Like with sandpaper? I'm sanding it with him. He's ripping and tearing my face. When I open my mouth lots of times, he'll tighten the muscles up harder than rock. Ripping and tearing. Um, I've got to sand them wrinkles out. Uh, And and God wants you to do that. It sounds like it's painful. Go ahead. It sounds like it's painful. Like, uh, have you ever seen a doctor for this? There's nothing nobody can do. What would a doctor say? Well, they might say, say if he believed, if he believed, if I told him God entered my body and God's tightening up my face muscles harder than a rock and it's ripping and tearing my face. If I move my face muscles at the moment he does it, what would the doctor, if the doctor was real, he would say, Bob, you are fucked big time, buddy. (laughs) Has has any doctor ever said that you might have a mental illness? Like you might be like have schizophrenia or something. Has anyone ever said that? People say it on the internet all the time. But did you see the show Hellraisers? I did see Hellraiser, yeah, with Pinhead. Did you see? uh, This is so true. It is so true. It is scary. You know, there's the doctor, and he goes down into the insane asylum. Oh, yeah. And you see one man standing, and he says, Get them off me! Get them off! Get them off! And you see another man, and he he sees worms and bugs all over him. You, I mean, it's impossible. I, I'll just say it like this. God is letting them see bugs all over him, and he's letting them feel the bugs that are all over him. And I do not know how he does it. He can do, according to the Bible, anything he wants. But those people that are in insane asylums that are in terror, God is the one that's actually doing it to them. Schizophrenia is a side effect of God trying to drive you to commit suicide. That's all it is. It it definitely sounds like that. If if you were to summarize, what is it that is above? What is it that created everything? What is the best word you can... If you only could pick one word to describe what God is really like... You know what I I would say? You know, I have one, Bob. I think God is a stripper. He's a cock tease. You're spending all this money thinking you're going to get laid. You get nothing in the end. I think he's a stripper. And that basically, that is exactly what the people are going to church. I mean, most of them that are going to church are seeking pussy. Yeah. You know, I'll be yep. honest. They There's want pussy. Ten men to every woman. And that woman usually gets grabbed up real quick. But when they don't get the pussy, when altar call comes, they run up to the altar and try to get saved. And they don't. They don't get it. Nope. Doesn't so, sound like uh, If they can't get the one, they're going to go for the other. The one is going to be sex. If they can't get that, they're going to go for God. But I'm going to say that here's what God told me. He said the biggest desire in every living creature is to reproduce. Yeah, to get laid. Now, I'll say, I'll say it like this. You know, one of my biggest desires is to get laid. I'm not to reproduce. Yeah, just to get your <laughs> swerve sex, on. But I don't want the baby. <laughs> but no. I, I'm shooting blanks. 
I don't oh, have any kids. Thing. I should have a hundred kids. I don't yeah. have any. Probably a good thing so, you're, you don't have any kids there, Bob. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. I don't want any. I really don't. I mean, right now I'd be working to support him. Oh, yeah. Support their kids. Well, Bob, we're about running out of time. I got to say thanks for chatting with me. It's been uh, it's been fascinating, and I appreciate your message. I think you're doing you're doing the real God's work. Get people to, to get and, out of church. But let me just say this. You can do with what I said. I don't take none of it back. As a matter of fact, it was probably watered down just a touch. But with, if you record it, what I said, you can play it back. You can sell it. You can roll it into a joint and smoke it. You can go to a rock concert, and instead of the music being played before the show starts, let that be played. <laughs> All can, right. I, w- I will try to do that. Yeah, thanks. Now, when I start a podcast, um, my podcast is going to be called God Entered Into My Body Podcast. Okay. I want you to be my guest if you would. Oh, I would love to and be I don't on care your what I'd we talk about. We can talk about women's asses. We can talk about tits. We can talk about smoking pot, drinking Coors beer, being at a college dormitory gangbang. <laughs> you can talk about whatever you want. I know a lot about those topics, so I, I would love to Because I can that. promise you God is probably more into that than he is going to a church service and people, the pastor lying about him to all the people. The pastor is telling the church that he loves them and that he cares for them. He doesn't love them and he doesn't care for them. <laughs> he would have more fun at the college dorm than he would inside the Pentecostal church. But yeah, I think he'd be into the, uh, the young college girl orgy. All right. Well, Bob, thanks for chatting with me. You take care. And, uh, and I'll put up links to, uh, to your website and your YouTube channel. And if you put this online, I will link to it. And oh, great. I'll, I'll send put it something to you. up that leads people to it. Excellent. So, All right. Take care, Bob. The last Bob. thing I'll say is Freddy Krueger would say it like this. He would say, you are all my children now. <laughs> sounds like God. All right. <laughs> so, Kate Rambo, I have some news for you. Okay. I'm stepping down as host of the Sick and Wrong podcast, and I plan to uh, record a new podcast with Bob <laughs> Hickman about uh, being raped by Jesus and 80s horror films, hair metal, and uh, college sluts. Okay, it's going to be called the Ted Bundy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is a fucking nutter. Seriously, I'm amazed. Well, first of all, I'm amazed that that he's able to to, to post videos to YouTube. I mean, he he actually does. He's got like a full YouTube channel. It's called uh, God Entered Bob Hickman's Body as a Ghost Body. He's got a Facebook (laughs) page. And if you do a search on Reddit, you'll see lots of pictures of him like naked. In his gross room. You said he's got like a, a very noticeable van. And I wonder if oh. anyone out who's listening in Indiana right now has ever seen his yeah, van. I wonder if he's like a local nut job in Indi- in Indianapolis, wherever he lives. I know he lives in Indiana, as we said. But I wonder if he's just like a local nutter that everyone makes fun of. But yeah, he's got this van. I won't even say it's a rape van. It's just a crazy person's van. It's just covered in like white ink and just script like scripture and just words about how he's just warning people that God's a rapist and that Jesus will rape you. And the Holy spirit is going to lead you to Satan and it's going to stick worms in your dick. Like the whole band's covered in this. I'll post a picture to the, uh, the website. Um, but yeah, his, if you can watch five videos, um, on his, uh, uh, on his YouTube channel, I'll buy you a Foster's. Yeah, he's crazy. The guy's crazy. 
I mean, check, if you check out his books, the books are basically there's no punctuation. It's just like <laughs> stream 100 of pages of just stream of consciousness ramblings about being raped by Jesus. And then in one of his books, this one's the one I think I might buy for everyone for Hanukkah this year. Visions of the Beast with Seven Heads and Ten Horns. New World Order, Antichrist Rule, God Entered My Body as a Body the Same Size by Bob Hickman. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, the career Jack Kerouac was going down if he hadn't become an alcoholic homophobic. This is where he was headed. Yeah, I don't, yeah. And he's a few steps away from that. Anyway, um, people, this is episode 851 here, sticking around. Got some phone calls coming up next, 323-522-4032. Uh, but first, here's a quick message from Adam and Eve. Hey guys, it's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my little Eric's disease got pretty bad. Let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E. I'm now a new man. Thanks. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, people, you can email us, sickandwrongpodcast at gmail.com, or you can give us a call straight to the Sick and Wrong hotline, 323-522-4032. Just remember to keep it sick and wrong. How's that? Is that good? <laughs> That's a great promo. Well I meant keep it under three minutes. Um, uh, This first call is under three minutes, thankfully, because I wouldn't want it to be any longer. KD is Batman villain. I hope your nutsack of a cat is dead because they're useless. <laughs> you're still doing better than you are. And you're still poor. Still better than you are. That's true. And yeah, fuck you. <laughs> He's wishing death on my nutsack of, of, of a cat. Can um, I say, uh, to be fair to Batman villain, so am I. Like, it, I. I pretty much agree with 99% of what he said in that phone call. News For a man who lives in his villain. mother's basement, he's very astute. The newsflash boner villain, I wish death upon my cat every day. All right. <laughs> the wrong um, one died. <laughs> so, wait, wait. You agree that, that boner villain's better than me? Uh, Maybe you no, should have married like him. <laughs> where I'm like, no. You know, he's not better than you. When I saw the guy, a picture of the guy who shot up all those people at Highland Park on 4th of July. When I saw a picture of him, the first thing that came to my mind is I was like, that's Boner Villain. Do you <laughs> see what that uh, guy yeah, looks like? Boner Villain's definitely got brony energy, too. You know he's got My Little Ponies in his house. Oh, for sure. But yeah. he's just like, and I, I think he probably like masturbates to a lot of like trans porn. He seems like that type. I think he's probably into that. But if you look at this guy, the guy, Bobby Cremo, Robert Cremo, or whatever, Primo. Is it Primo or Cremo? Cremo. Cre- uh, Primo. Cre- I always thought it was Crimeo, but that's the way. I, I think it's C-R-I-M-O. So I'm going to just call him Bobby Crimo. But you look at this guy, skinny, 
and just like with like a uh, pubic hair mustache and just, uh, you know, you could just tell he smells bad, just smells like B.O. and like dried semen. It's like I was looking at that guy and I'm like, that is Boner Villain. I've never seen a picture of Boner Villain, but that guy to me is 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 what I think Boner, Boner Villain looks like. Boner Villain, if you are going to do a mass shooting, please just wear a sick and wrong T-shirt. I would just want it to happen once. You could, you know, you could just go get like a, just a white, you know, Hanes tea and just write like D. Simon sucks on it. And that's oh, fine. That'd be even better. <laughs> yeah, that, and that the works Star of too. David on the back. Yeah, just, you know, D. Simon sucks. I'm cool with that. Just uh, next time you, uh, you, you you plan your rampage. Um, maybe after it's like one of his 30 homes is foreclosed upon. I wonder if he lost any of his uh, homes during the pandemic. Well, I've always thought it was really funny that Harrison got big into crypto after Bonavillain had like hassled him and Harrison, he inspired Harrison to make money. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much uh, Bonavillain's crypto is worth now. <laughs> no wonder he's still living at home. Yeah. I still, I still wonder, because this call came in a couple of weeks ago, if that Bobby Primo or Cremo or whatever is Bonavillain. Oh my god, well we won't know unless he rings in. I miss the sound of him cocking his guns. Yeah. You just miss the sound <laughs> of his cock. Um, I bet you miss the sound of this guy's cock. This next caller. I'm pretty sure I have bones in my system and, and fucking dog residue. Jizzy Jake made me fucking snort a line of his dog. Jizzy Jake calls back. The triumphant return. <laughs> yeah, he um, it was kind of like a joint call. His uh, his associate and Jizz Master <laughs> Jake here are uh, snorting the ashes of his dead dog. Dead dog. Yep, dead dog. Dead dog. He's in a box. Jizz Jake is here. Hi, that's my boy. He's a fucking soul. He's a soul in half. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, you know, uh, I came over here with the fucking moxie enough to come out here with the goddamn remains, and I said, little before we bury him, let's just snort him. Let's just snort him. He might have left the remains at my house. You know, I bet you it wouldn't be annoying at all to hang out with these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Jizzy Jake put this video on the, uh, the secret sick and wrong group, and I think he says they were sober. It's like, this is a, is this them sober? Wait, they're sober here? I think they said it. I think the the uh, his associate was like, "We're not even high." It's like, oh, oh okay. They're, they're snorting dead dog ashes, so I'm surprised they do that sober. But hey, never blows. It's your what dress the dog up. would have wanted. But I told him he came by to pick up shit, and his remains is here. Real talk. Real talk. I traveled the whole goddamn country and I've never left my dog's remains anywhere, but I accidentally left, left him over here. here. The one kid that never leaves fucking Nashville, North Carolina. Yeah. So I had to come over here and we're yeah. picking him up, but I'm drunk, he's drunk, and we just decided, honestly, yeah, dude, I know that drunk. Yeah, yeah, they're getting drunk. You don't, you don't snort dog's ashes sober. What are you talking about? Hey, you can do anything sober or drunk. <laughs> I don't know. It's more fun when you're drunk. When you think of like just American bros, is this what you picture? 
when if you were to say is there a trailer park involved in this i would say absolutely <laughs> a double wide and <laughs> they're in a trailer park right now actually you know and to be honest i think most american bros are like incels like boner villain at home playing with their my little ponies in the mom's like, basement yeah swearing at like children playing call of duty or something <laughs> yeah you know? that's like a typical american bro these days We'll figure it you out know? tomorrow. I'll figure it out tomorrow. I might have I might have weird dust shits. You know, I don't know if anybody oh, you know, dust shits. Do you think he's gonna look at his turds to see if there's like pieces of his dog in it? Of dog bones in it. You know what would be funny? Remember there was that spate? I don't know if this dust ever happened shits. in America, but it was a big thing over here. There was white dog shit. White dog shit? What do you mean? White dog shit. A lot it's of British people my age will shit. be like, my age and older will be like, yes, I remember the white dog shit. But then it went away. So I'm wondering now if the white dog shit was just like bereaved owners who were snorting their dead dog ashes and then they would become part dog. So they would go out to the park, shit in the park and like maybe, I don't know, run, run around with a stick, get in the stream and get real muddy and then go home. And it would all occur in a 24 hour like cycle. What, why do you have to be part dog to shit in public? Because you've snorted snotty dog's <laughs> ashes, asses, so you become a dog for the day. Is this not how werewolves are made? I'm just saying anybody can go shit in public. Right? <laughs> yeah, you speak it from experience here. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty right, Joseph, but, uh, Joseph is the dustiest shit of all. Yeah, but I might be dusting shit everywhere. Yeah, dusting. But uh, anyways, love you, stick around. M- miss you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. We got two. We got one whole other minute. Yeah, I, I love how that that's the end of the call, but they have an like an entire minute left. So uh, <laughs> just yeah, of them rounding up their booze. So I love when you people, get to that point of drunk started. as well, where you start to get worried about what drink you have left, and it's always like the most random. You're like, we've got martini. If we put that with some vodka, we can make us a cocktail. That'll last us till 7 a.m. <laughs> Let's do I it. I, th- I think they're drinking Southern Comfort mixed with chew spit. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I ain't gonna uh, fucking hang up. Well, okay, well, let's talk about this. How many times have you ever fist fucked a goat? Because <laughs> I know it's amazing twice. Let's get but, this thing. Everybody call in. If you fist fuck the goat, let's fucking go. Come on, let's call do in. It. Let's, let's fist fuck the moose. I want to call in with the revenge. <laughs> moose. Boys, by the way. We were listening in, the, in our food. We work in a food truck. And, uh, and uh, we oh, heard all the Wait, hey, did you hear that? He works in a food truck. They both work in a food truck. Oh, they work buddies. This is you exactly why I don't need a food trucks. I, will, I always say this, but having worked in a kitchen, having worked on the line... You never make better friends than you do with your kitchen buddies. Exactly, you, um, and that's bonded. why I won't eat the food you prepare in a food truck. Yeah, these two are bonded through dog ashes, dusty shit, and I think one PCP. admitted to uh, fist-fucking a moose, which also, you can f- definitely fist-fuck a moose, moose in the north of England on a Saturday night in Newcastle. Are there moose in uh, Newcastle? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about uh, you're talking about big women. Big women. <laughs> big women. Big um, girls. Yeah, like you see these food trucks all over town. And uh, oftentimes, 
uh, businesses will be like, you know, like uh, my company will be like, oh, we got a couple food trucks. Everyone can like, you know, we'll have a little party with like some taco trucks or whatever. Those things are diarrhea vans. They are. They're <laughs> diarrhea vans. And I'm telling you, because of people like these two working there, snorting dog's ashes, grabbing each other's fucking dicks, pinching. That's what they are. Mr. Pinchers. The penis pinches. Pickle pinches. Pickle pincher. Yeah, but that's a great name for a molester. Mr. Pincher. <laughs> Mr. Pincher is. Time for some pinching. <laughs> Story. Our revenge fucker goat. Yeah. I've definitely revenged. Revenge dumb. I'll do the same revenge. goat, but I'll revenge fuck that goat. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to follow up with that one. But uh, anyways, peace out, bitches. Love you. Keep talking about the old Jizz Jake. You still got 30 Harrison, seconds of this call there, dude. R.I.P., baby. I'd snort your ashes, Harrison, every day. <laughs> if I could get them, I'd fucking sort them. That's probably high dollar. Yeah, high dollar. I'm going to pay for that shit. His ashes fucking are probably in my deep, bro. I just, I just snorted the fuck out of him. Yeah. <laughs> you probably could get high off of Harrison's ashes. Oh, yeah. All that fentanyl in his system. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, but even like, even through the cremation process, I bet you it's like refined and still kind of potent. That would be a brilliant death for uh, JJ if he got some of Harrison's ashes, started them, and then he fentanyl overdosed on Harrison. It'd be like the world's <laughs> first case. It would be brilliant. You would actually make kind of a brilliant documentary. It's just Jizzy Jake his associate, whatever that guy's name was. I don't know what his name is. Uh, Moose fucker. Yeah, Let's call him Moose, Moose fucker. Driving all the way up to Rhode Island, breaking into Harrison's parents' home, stealing his ashes, <laughs> and then snorting them in like a, I don't know, a fucking uh, hourly this hotel. Is, this is some grandpa's and low-rent budget <laughs> <laughs> movie without the talent. <laughs> I could I could totally see that. I think uh Jizzy Jake, you should make this movie. Uh we'll promote it. Never done that. No. Never never <laughs> sucked down another human being at all. Another another being at all. We say you never sucked down another human being. <laughs> Is that what you said? I mean that's what he said. All right. Jizzy Jake's associate. <laughs> 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 He's an interesting guy. <laughs> he is an interesting guy. He wants to fist fuck a moose. No, he has to... fist fucked a moose. Oh, he has That's fist he... fucked a moose. Yeah, he said, I fist fucked a goat. I fist fucked a moose. Yeah, he um, yeah, wants to, to, to suck down something. I don't know what, exactly what was going on there. I want to know a Jizzy Jake. I want to know Jizzy Jake. What type of food do you guys make in your diarrhea van? It's the worst type of food. <laughs> I just want to know. Because like, here they have like, I mean, they have all sorts of, they have like vegan food trucks. They have like, you know, uh, taco trucks. They have a lot of different kinds of food trucks. But um, yeah, I'm wondering, Jizzy Jake, what kind of food do you guys prepare in your food truck? And what's the name of it? Because I want to know to avoid it if I ever happen to be in North Carolina. Um, but anyway, also, uh, it's good to hear from you, man. Mr. Voice. I miss the adventures, misadventures of uh, of Jizzy Jake. What uh, what 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 girls are you banging these days, there, Jizzy Jake? Yeah, what happened to your dog? He just fucking the dog died. He snorted. Yeah, the dog. what's the dog die of? Oh, that was a while ago. You must have missed those calls. That, I think they had to put him down. My, uh, I think his name was Mob Deep. Did, was... We did play those calls on the Patreon. And I was probably drunk for them. 
Yeah, yeah. He, he called in a few times. But it was actually really sad. It was a very uh, emotionally jarring phone call um, from Jizzy Jake. It's, it's rare to hear him, you know, to be that, like, serious and that emotional. But, um, yeah, it was very touching. But, uh, did you get a new dog? Are you, uh, who, I think he was banging, wasn't he banging, like, Shania Twain or something? No, point. wasn't it Chris Christopherson's like granddaughter? Oh yeah, something like that. It was like some random, random country star uh, relation that turned out to be like a witch. I want to hear about these stories. Give us a call back. Uh, they're Jizz Master Jake, and uh, <laughs> I fully endorse you making a video about retrieving Harrison's ashes. I think that'd be great. Wear I'm down for that. Wear a sick and wrong shirt. I'll send you one. Um, last call we have here is from Mash. Good old Mash. Cool. And he calls in about an injury. All right, Dean Kate, Mash here again. Dean Kate. Um, I know you've been asking for people ringing about horrible injury stories, and you know, funny enough, I've got quite a few. I was uh, quite an accident-prone kid, so even though I've got a few stories, I thought I'd just go with the most recent one. It was about two, maybe three years ago, or something like that. Me and my mate decided to go out and smoke a joint down the railway lines. So when we'd finished, there was. There's like these old concrete bollards with like a wire mesh fence connected to them, like corner off. Wait a second, you you say this every now and then too. This term bollard. Oh it's my a god. Bollard. I always forget had, this. It's like a a steel. They kind of look like um, what do you call it? Fire hydrants, right? But they're bigger, and sometimes they have chains in between them. And sometimes they don't have chains. It's just to stop, like, you know, you put oh, them on the side. A, is this to stop, like, suicide bombers or whatever? No, driving no, vans no. Well, the suicide like, drivers, sidewalks. yeah. Suicide drivers, like driving trucks onto, like, sidewalks. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is probably a historical, oh, shit, I'm going to end up in a fucking stupid wormhole later learning about where bollards came from. I'm how sure they were just, like, bollard? A bollard, yeah. Like, how do you spell it? B-O-L-L-A-R-D? Yeah, like a mallard, but with a ball at the start. No, but is it B A L L A R D or B? Me, I like. I'm struggling to even describe what a bollard is to you, and you're telling me to spell what a bollard is. It's not going to happen. You know what? When you're over here for these six weeks, every time we go past one, I'm going to say, "There's a bollard." I'm going to put my balls on the bollard. Right? <laughs> All right, a day two in the center of town. Put your balls on it, and we'll Just take. Just to let you know. There's going to be some Yankee balls on your uh, your British bollard. All old railway lines up, up around my end. Um, anyway, walked past one and then I grabbed onto the top and I must have slipped on some mud or something. And um, from the base of my neck up to the top of my head, I scratched all the way up. Thrown out of it, just one of them, you know, just going, ah, fuck, ah, one of them, you know, where you just think you've just grazed yourself. So uh, when we're walking home, my last had rang her. She just finished work. She went, oh, I'll, I'll come. All right, I'm lost. He's walking home from work with his chick, and then they, like, no. ran into a bollard, and the bollard, like, I think he felt like he... scraped him or something. What happened? I, I think he jumped over a, a fence, a wire mesh fence, and there was, like, just kind of, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's paying, a, it's early in the morning for me. I was looking out this, the window. You're paying even less attention to this call than I am, Kate Rambo. You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. At least I have an excuse. I'm an American, and this 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 uh, accent confuses you, me and frightens me. 
he threw me off because she asked me about bollards. That's what threw me off. He tried to jump a wire mesh fence and he, he didn't make it. Then his lass, his lassie, um, his tidy viewer, his she rang him. And th- that's where we are in the story. He's cut himself. His viewers called him. All right. She calls him. She's like, she wants some ballards. <laughs> you up? Yes. I was going, oh, mint. I finally, brother. Drop me mate off and that. Then I jumped in the front and she went, you're bleeding. I've got, I had this other stream of blood come down my left-hand side on my white T-shirt and that. I thought, oh, fuck. I've really grazed me, me neck. She went, oh, well, um, she was a trainee nurse at the time. So she went, oh, let's let's pop into this McDonald's and have a look, eh? So we popped in, ran into the toilets and that together. Looked like we were going to book and that. But really, she was just examining me freaking open wound. And, um... Wait, they get, so they stopped in the McDonald's. Yes. And then and, they, uh, they went into the toilets. Then went to the toilets so he could get uh, examined here for his wound. And his McDoctors. Yeah, they went for a McDoctor. Do you remember when we were in Long Beach and you had to piss really bad and we tried to go to that McDonald's and you walked in on the most <laughs> ghetto lady yeah. taking a shit? The most... <laughs> The most ghetto woman ever. She was like, she had her trousers pretty much around her ankle. And I opened the door at her and she just looked, we look each other like dead in the eyes, kind of like a predator prey situation. And she was like, I'm going to be a while. I was like, I "I want the fuck out of Long Beach right now. I'm I'm too white for Long Beach. And the funny thing about that is that was the only place that would let us use the bathroom. No, because then we went to the really nice gentrified oh, antique well, store. We and they were an like, sure, store, go use our But toilet. we went to a donut shop. We went to a Rite Aid. We went to the McDonald's. We went to a number of places before we happened upon the uh, the antique store. That My favorite memory of Long Beach is just blasting Snoop Dogg. The two whitest people in the world <laughs> driving around Long Beach blasting Snoop Dogg out of a Prius. Hey. Got to, got to, got to represent. Right. Represent. Anyway, she, she had a look. She went, "Hey, take your hat off and give us a look the back of your ear." So she took my hat off and she went to go, like bend my ear back, ended up like removing the bottom of my ear from my head and like lifting oh. me up. And her reaction was, it was, it was just sheer horror. She went, "Oh, you need to go to ENA right now." Whoa, 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 whoa. She like lifted his hat up and his ear came off. Yeah, the bottom half of his ear. He's, Holy he's done shit. a chop chop on himself. And he didn't even was he he must have been wasted. He didn't even know that his whole the bottom portion of his ear was severed. No, I mean there's not you get it pierced, don't you? You stretch it. There's not many nerve endings there. Yeah, but it sounds like it's more than just your lobe. It sounds like it's like half his ear was sliced off. I think it's just the lobe. I think he had very long lobes. <laughs> Mash has long lobes. Let me stretch his lobes out. So anyway, we went in and that sat in there. All the nurses looked at me again. They all then reacting, going on like it's getting rank and that. I was like, well, this this isn't helping at all. Anyway, they were saying, oh, you need um, four or five stitches or something. So anyway. I went into the room, she went, lie down on your front, and I'll try and stitch stitch it back up. And as she was stitching it, it was fucking horrible. I could hear everything. It was yeah. like, you hear the needle going, it was like a... Yeah, that, that's terrible. Like, you get a... Because it's right on your ear. To hear the stitches I, going in and out of your skin. 
I would have asked for drugs at that point. I would have been like, can you knock me out or give me I'm something I'm surprised strong? they didn't anesthetize it at least, you know? Yeah, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they're not just, it's not old school. They're not just like, sit down there, Mash. We're just going to stitch it back up without giving you any fucking painkillers because this is the North. I don't know how they do it with the NHS. I'm surprised they well, even like, yeah, I'm surprised they give you any kind of, what kind of painkillers they give you? Not was not good ones. I'd have been like, I want the fentanyl. Yeah, that I couldn't even imagine. Probably just like shitty whiskey or something. <laughs> Some brandy and something Some to brandy. put in your mouth so you don't bite your tongue off. Here's a tenant. Just drink <laughs> it down. Like in the ear, yeah, and then you heard like a <laughs> as the um as the thread the went thread, through my yeah. ear, each stitch, it was fucking rank. Never experienced anything like it, um, and that's not even that's not even the worst story I've got. Anyway, that's three minutes up. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Wow, God. Well, Mash, you got to ring back and tell us your worst injury you've ever had. I've got to know. Now we're like we're talking about a cliffhanger here. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it is. What does your ear look he's... like? I want to I... know what his ear looks like now. Is it fucked up? Chicks dig scars, so I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, but, but do I chicks. Would... Do chicks dig like cauliflower ears? You know what I'm talking about? Like a boxer. Oh, yeah, ears. like the boxer. Well, yeah. I mean, no girls like those kind of ears. Those ears are all fucked up looking. I'm sure it doesn't look like a cauliflower ear. I'm sure you probably can't even tell that it was once like cut in half. You know, you can tell that. Can you tell with my ears that? Because my ears used to be stretched really long and now they've kind of closed up, but they'll never close up completely. Yeah, yours look like they look like little cat buttholes. They, well, they smell like a cat's butthole. How would you know what a cat's butthole smells like? As if I've never smelled my cat's butthole. That's what you do. See, Bonavillain's right. You're not sack <laughs> of a cat. You've got hey, a strange symbiotic relationship with him. How can you? How can you not smell it? You know. Um, wow. Yeah, Mash. I want to hear. I want to hear the, uh, the the follow up to this. If something worse happened to you, Jesus, God, that's wretched. You know. I was, I remember the last drunken injury, I've had several, but the last drunken injury I had that was really bad was I went to a Ween concert at the Palladium. Cool. Fucking loaded. And I was leaving, I can't remember who I was with, but I was leaving and I, I kind of pulled an Irish exit and just kind of walked out the back. And as I was walking out, the, the show must have ended because Gene Ween was walking out and he got into like a, <laughs> just this like, I don't know. 2004 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> just kind of was like, oh, best hey. off. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Gene. He's like, hey. And they just got in there and took off. And so then I was trying, I was so drunk, I got lost in the parking lot of the Palladium like an idiot. And then I, I was thinking, like, I probably could just walk around and figure out how to get out of here, or I could just jump this metal fence. But I'm a 47 year old man. I'm not as nimble as I used to be at, you know, 25 and so i managed to get up to the top of that which is a bad idea when you're really drunk and it was like at least seven feet you know probably at least seven feet probably maybe eight and i just kind of jumped over and as i jumped down i sliced my hand open yeah on the top of the fence and then i just walked home and there's just like blood like all over my hand and i kind of was trying to wrap it up in like some paper towel yeah it was it was a mess it was a mess. But you did know, you get you it get, stitched? Uh, you know, I did a butterfly bandage. Didn't get a stitch. 
Okay, hands do piss blood. What I've been thinking lately is I recently read the uh, autopsy reports for Kobe Bryant because it was gnarly what happened to him in that helicopter crash. He got degloved. His penis got degloved. And then I wondered if your penis penis can be degloved and you survive it, can they re-glove your degloved penis? When you say degloved, like the skin was sheared off his penis? Yes, it was yanked off with such... He lost the bottom part of his body. So he lost the skin. His penis was degloved. But can they, if that happens to you in an industrial accident, let's say, can they re-glove your penis? I don't know. Healthcare professionals, I need to know. Can a penis be re-gloved? You should ask your fake mom about that. Has she ever seen a re-gloved penis? Oh, has she ever degloved a penis? Do they ever have to deglove a penis for medical purposes? Are they like, shit, this penis has to be degloved right now? When you say deglove, you're saying like you take the skin off the penis. The skin is ripped off, yeah. There's a lot of men with cross legs right now. Is this oh. a genuine question I have? Why would, you, why would someone have to do that? Uh, maybe you've burnt your penis. Or if you get it stuck in like a, a you know, like a, a weight or something, like you know, like you're lifting weights and somehow your penis happens to get in the hole, you know, the weights, and then you can't get the, you can't get it off. It happens to the best of us. Um, I want anyway. to know, please, can someone ring in with the answer to my penis decloving question? Three two three five two two four zero three two. Yeah, ring in about your penis degloving experience. Uh, if you if you want some sick and wrong, some extra sick and wrong. If you like sick and wrong, if you listen to sick and wrong, you listen for years and years, and you're like, I need more. I can't just deal with an hour and a half of sick and wrong every week. I need more sick and wrong. Go to the Patreon page. We do an entire second show. Um, this week was a bit of a departure. Uh, Kate Rambo and I are traveling. I'm, I'm flying out to uh, Germany to go meet up with Kate Rambo. We're going to be hanging out on the continent for a bit. So we didn't really have time to, uh, to, to well, you didn't have time to record. You had to work all week. So I ended up uh, recording second show with Jojo Kelly as the guest host. You know, I almost didn't record the episode because I was just pressed for time as well. But then Jojo experienced a nightmare customer. He said probably is one of his top, Five worst customers of all time. I get that. On Wednesday. Um, yeah, she showed up to get a tattoo and refused to pay him. Are you going to put the videos on Patreon? Yeah, I might actually put the videos because Joe's just like sitting here and she's wasted. 20-year-old girl. She's wasted. Whacked. Oh, she's totally whacked. And her mom ends up coming down to the shop. And paid him eventually after haggling for like 45 minutes for the price of the tattoo. It was there was ridiculous. at one point I thought the girl was going to be like, but Joe, I'll fuck you for this tattoo. I oh, thought he it, was just gonna, it was coming to that. I think he would, he would have been like, no, give me my fucking money. The money we agreed on before you came here. I love how JoJo just goes from like not to like Long Island, New York really oh, he fast. Was so and he's mad. basically like, fuck you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'll, post the, I'll post the videos as well. I mean, it's hilarious. Um, anyway, and I also share the story of being healed by Jesus at the Save California Revival in Hollywood on the 4th of July. And then, I didn't even tell you this, almost getting raped in a tunnel on my way to Ryan Keeley's house to fetch the Prius. You got raped in a tunnel? No, I probably would have. It was like, you got to listen to the whole story. Basically, okay. I got, 
I was high, but I wasn't that high. And I went on, I was taking a, a scooter and I ended up going up pretty much the wrong way to her house. Her house is weird. There is actually no way to walk to her house. And I learned that on, uh, on Monday. And I went the wrong way and I ended up on the highway, on the exit oh, ramp shit. of the highway. And I'm so then I ended clueless. up. Yeah, you could you can listen to the whole story, but yeah, I happened upon a uh, some trolls in a tunnel. It wasn't pretty. Anyway, go check it out. Five bucks a month, and you get uh, you, you you get the sick and wrong second show. Also, for a few bucks more, you can get the sick and wrong archives. I've uh, digitized them all. They're digitized, people, and they're on uh, SoundCloud playlists. You can listen to each one on a playlist. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, only available on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today. Support the show. We do appreciate it. Also, if you want uh, some sick and wrong merch, we got a, we got a whole merch store. We got a whole operation going on. A diarrhea store <laughs> at Tee Public. <laughs> diarrhea store? <laughs> Who wants to buy diarrhea? It's a good question. I think I might make a diarrhea shirt now. <laughs> Oh my God. Diarrhea. diarrhea shit. I have I mean, diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, or Rhea. I might do that, actually. I'm inspired. <laughs> anyway, um, just go to stickaroundpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the picture of the Pope. Go to the Tea Public Store. You can buy yourself a Make Abortion Great Again tea. You know, I ordered one for a uh, little baby schmooly. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. but, is she definitely going to dress him in it? Does she know? Oh, no. She's totally down. I, I told my sister, I was like, hey, I made this shirt. Do you mind if uh, if Ozzy models it? And she's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> like, okay. Ozzy was also confirmed as not being gay very recently. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's good for him. Anyway, <laughs> stickaroundpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the picture of the Pope. Buy yourself some merch. Finally, here's Sigurong Song of the Week. I'm going to dedicate this one to uh, Bob Hickman. And the God who entered his body has a body the same size. Uh, Bob's okay. favorite band, Twisted Sister, Burn in <laughs> Hell. It's a great song. <laughs> you, ever, you ever see the video for this? Oh, yeah. My favorite thing about this song is the cameo in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. When uh, they were filming the video for Burn in Hell, and the, I think it was the Warner Brothers parking lot, and then Pee-wee just rides his bike right into the, the middle of it. It's, it's the car that they were, like, rocking out on. It's a great scene. Um, this is a great album, Stay Hungry. It came out in 1984. So I'm going to end the show here with Twisted Sister, Burning Hell. People will be back next week at episode uh, 852. Till then, take it sleazy. Welcome to the abandoned land.
body, like a body of my same size, like me floating into you, you floating into me. I'm seeing visions from God right now. I'm going to sing just a little bit before I go to work. And I hope you like it. <laughs> hey, you, out there on your own, feeling naked, feeling alone, can you feel me? Hey, you, standing beneath the aisle with naked and fading smile, can you feel me? Hey you, would you bother to help them at all? Oh, open your eyes, I'm coming home. I have to go to work. Hey, rock and roll, or wish you did.